Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Virtually Amazing. Joe, I forgot to look up what episode number we're at, so I can't tell our listeners. Do you have to know? And, and I, have, I have to say, I can't remember either. That's pretty okay. naughty, but no, it's, it's very about, exciting. Yeah, it's, it's nice that we can't remember. It's 70-ish. In fact, I'm just opening yeah. the spreadsheet, and uh, actually, this is episode number 71. So 71 episodes in, which is quite an achievement because I have no idea how long we'd go for when we when we started it. So it's it's quite nice. But I have to tell you, Joe, the numbers, the listener numbers are dropping a little bit. And I don't know what we can do to entice our listeners to listen more or to share more. So listeners, if you're listening and you really want us to keep going, because we would like to keep going, but it does have to be worth it for all of you and both of us please do share the podcast with your networks and get our listeners, help us get our listener numbers up. But aside from that, Joe, what have you been up to since we last had a chat? Oh, I went and saw real people in <laughs> real life, oh, in wow. person. Yeah. I had, I went to a conference last week in Newcastle and tagged on a couple of extra days for networking and other events that were going on around the actual conference and it was really lovely. I've never been to Newcastle before. It's a lovely city. Although I have to say that um, I was told that I wasn't staying in Newcastle because I was the wrong side of the river. So I had to apologise for my lack of geographical knowledge. Um, and the conference was amazing. I, there were some fantastic speakers. And yeah, it's great fun. I came back sort of you know how you come back overwhelmed and everything so I decided to take the rest of the week off and apart from a little bit of catching up I just brain dumped everything I'd learned into a spreadsheet and a word document and then I parked it so that I can go back to it look at it and think that's the next year that's it and I'm saying next year because obviously we've only got a few weeks yeah. left till yeah we're gonna go away for Christmas holidays so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, that sounds like a fabulous thing to do. Well, I, what have I been up to? Well, obviously we're now back, back from Miami. We've been back about three weeks now. So I'm firmly back in the right time zone, which is a big relief to be honest. The jet lag really was not very pleasant. I didn't realize how, how bad it was, you know, until you come out of it, you don't really realize that you're really not working at full speed ahead. But anyway, I am now, and true to form, I've been really busy. I've been delivering training, remote teams training mainly, some webinars for smart events. Again, I've got another webinar coming up this week. I've got a lunch and learn for Birmingham PA Forum next week. Um, I've got lots of bits and pieces, and I've been busy working on my new top secret programs. So I'm fleshing those out, trying to figure out what goes in, what goes out, and what format they'll take. So... Listeners, if you are listening, I would love your input. How would you like a series of live webinars? So you would buy a package of 10 or 12 webinars. You'd sign up for all of them. You'd get the replays afterwards for a specific amount of time. They'd be put into an online course after after they were 
uh, recorded uh, and you'd have access to go back to them afterwards. So let me know if that's something of interest. I may as well make use of our listeners. I hope we provide enough value to allow that. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it would be a series of live workshops effectively. Two hours, each one will be about two hours. Uh, on all topics around office, I, I've got a plan, but before I rush off and start marketing it and creating it, I need to find out if there's even an appetite for it. Because we've, we've talked about this, I think, you know, that marketing is so much a part of what we do in whatever business we're in. Um, somebody said to me, what do you do the other day? And I said, well, 90% of my time is marketing in order to work, 10% delivering. I, mm. I think it's probably 80-20, but... Um, you know, most of the time we're out there marketing or keeping ourselves in front of our prospective clients or the clients that we already have. So yep. um, I think I think it's an important thing that, that we always... And it's always nice to be trying something new as well. Yeah. I, I like trying new things. Um, aside from that, really looking forward to our trip to London because we've now booked. We're going to London from the 1st to the 8th of December. Um, our son's birthday is on the 2nd of December and we missed his 30th last year. He was 30 last December. Because of COVID, we couldn't travel. So uh, so we're making up for it and going for his birthday this year. I'm quite excited about seeing him and, uh, and each other, his wife and the two children. So uh, that's going to be a really fun week. Um, well, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm up to. But today, we are going to be interviewing the wonderful Amy Gould, who has uh, quite an interesting backstory and we're going to let her tell it when she comes online so I'm just going to uh, drip that in she's going to be a fascinating chat with Amy in just a moment I think we're going to go and get her definitely see you in a moment welcome back listeners and we've now been joined by the lovely Amy Gould welcome to the podcast Amy hello thanks so much for having me Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm very excited for our chat today, just um, because you are a, a mentor to VAs and our main audience are VAs. So I think yes. there's going to be lots of nuggets uh, in today's episode for our audience. But before we launch into all of that, perhaps you'd like to tell our audience who you are in case they haven't heard of you and how did you get to being a mentor for VAs? Yes, thank you. Um, so I was, after I left uni, I was a PA and EA in London for over, just over 10 years. And I worked at um, really primarily corporate offices. So my last proper job, as I call it, was at an investment bank in the city. And I supported a partner there. So I spent about 10 years doing that. But in between that, I also um, left a PA role to retrain as a teacher. So I, um, my mum was a teacher for years and I decided that I was going to turn my hand to primary school teaching. So I qualified, taught reception age children, so uh, four, four-year-olds, for a couple of years until I realised that as much as I love kids, 30 of them in one go was a bit much. Um, and I, yeah, so I decided to go back to the PA world, which is far better paid as well. Um, so I went back to that and I did that for another few years. And then in 2016, um, or kind of the end of 2015, I um, was in a role that was quite high pressured. I worked someone very senior um, and I was having horrendous migraines and I realized that I just did not want to be office-based and doing that particular role anymore so I decided to find something else to do and I'd never heard of the term VA before um, it was quite new to me back then so when I discovered it I thought wow this is perfect because 
I love being an assistant. That's where I excel, but I do not want to be office based and I do not want to work for one person and in an environment that doesn't particularly light me up. I mean, investment banks are interesting, but not that interesting, let's be honest. So I decided to leave and beginning of 2016, I left and I, so my, my dog has come to say hi. Um, I left my job and I started in, I think it was April, 2016. And I started working for VA clients and I fell pregnant later that year, had my daughter Isabel, and um, it all kind of worked out really well because I carried on being a VA after that and had the flexibility, which is amazing. Um, and then I started mentoring VAs about two and a half years ago, um, which I love doing because I am a qualified teacher. So I love being able to teach yeah. and mentor still. And of course I love being a VA. So kind of the best of both worlds really. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. So you just decided to go and be a primary teacher, just, just like that. That's a bit of really <laughs> on a whim. On a whim. On a whim. And oh, let's yeah. have a change of pace. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm Amazing. I'm an IT trainer, but I teach adults, mm. um, people that really want to be in in my sessions. Yeah. The idea of being in front of a class of children <laughs> that really want to be <laughs> never filled me with any. Um, they were so young so reception in the UK is age four to five yeah. um so it was lots of sort of learning by play but as much as the kids might think oh this is fun we're playing there's a lot of work that goes into yeah. making learning fun so and also you know 30 kids at, at any time yeah. is just a lot it's very loud um and as much as I do love kids it is it's just different when you're teaching um but there are certainly elements of it that I loved and definitely parts of my PA background that really helped um, me stay organized of course and I think I also brought some of the teaching skills with me back into my PA and EA roles afterwards um yeah. probably a lot of patience <laughs> more than anything else <laughs> yes imagine so much yeah. imagine so so what what did you like or what do you like best in uh, being an assistant what's what's your favorite thing to do so I am well, I'm super organised, which I think most um, assistants can say. I'm so sorry. I'm That's okay. My dog quiet. He's lots, of our, lots of our <laughs> listeners have dogs. We all understand. <laughs> he's a lovely boy, but he's very needy um, and he wants to go out for a walk. So we'll be doing that after this um, recording. Um, so, yeah, I I'm very, very organised. But I'm also, even though I'm very introverted, I'm very much a um, people relationship person. So it's not something I really was conscious of um, until I started working at an investment bank and I started working for a partner who um, was very senior um, but also had a particular personality I mean very very um, <laughs> politically correct here was quite challenging to work for sometimes so and I made it my mission to be the best assistant I could for him and actually what it really came down to was just forming a really good relationship with him and it didn't mean us exchanging personal anecdotes about our weekends because that's not really what he was like it was just about really understanding him and really sort of almost anticipating what he needed before he knew um and that's where I really even though it was a really tough role that's what I really excelled as an assistant and I definitely brought a lot of those skills um when I started my own business um resilience was one of them um but also really making the effort to form really good relationships which I think is so key when you're a VA yeah I think that that's true what 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 what, what, what are your thoughts Joe? let's bring you in well, I'm interested in um, your development and, and how you help people with their business strategy. Um, mm. it, it's something that is so vital, but a lot of us get really 
stuck on. Um, so what's your approach to helping somebody with their business strategy? Where would you start? Well, um, so I work with two different types of VAs. So um, it's generally all women. In fact, yeah, every single one I've supported has been a woman. Um, and it's either at the stage where they're just thinking about starting a VA business or coming in and helping them in their first year. So um, for someone who's just starting a VA business, I think it's really important to actually work out what they want from it. So is this something that is a bit money on the side? Is this something that you want to replace your full-time role or your salary is this something that you um want to do sort of nine to five every day or is it something more flexible and i think when you understand the foundations and what's really important then you can work out what types of clients you want to work for what kind of services you want to offer because i think the term va it means anything really yeah. you could be a va yeah. and support someone with um sort of pa style support and that's generally what i've done but also i've done heaps of website work and um Sardo builds and things like that so it's just working out what you want to do first and I think that's really important and then everything else kind of follows um, and then I think also it's about trying to keep it really simple as well because I think there's so much noise in the online space there are so many tools that you need to use and there are so many things you need to master but actually I think if you find a strategy that works and stick to it for at least three months then you'll see the results um and also understanding that things aren't going to happen overnight sometimes they do but generally yeah. it takes work and I think when I first started because everyone was like oh it's let's do you know 10k months and all that kind of jazz I thought oh wow this sounds easy and actually it's not easy you have to put a lot of work into it and and stick to some stick at something until you see the results I think that's another yeah. piece of the puzzle I mean, it's also interesting that you say that about the um, the 10K months, because when you look at the um, SVA um, survey results, mm. there are very few VAs that hit that 10K yeah. a month mark. And those that do will be having quite large teams and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So it, it's really interesting that you talk about that noise and there is a lot of noise out there that talks about yeah. you know earn 10k months while you're in bed asleep and I know. wouldn't that be wonderful <laughs> would, but in fact joe and i were talking before that um somebody asked me the other day what do i do uh, and i said you know i teach microsoft office and that's what i do i said but in reality i probably spend 80 percent of my time marketing yeah and only 20 percent of my time actually delivering I'm a, or I might be prepping but if, you're, yeah. if I'm not prepping or delivering I'm marketing and it's almost yeah. a full-time job just yeah. to keep out there plus your own personal development and the things that you know new features yeah. new tech new whatever but the thing yeah. that 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 um sprang to my mind when you you were talking about the type of people you work with though that the people that are just starting out or in their first year how do you help them stop comparing themselves to all the other VAs out there. <laughs> and this this thing that we have, because we have this wonderful social media, we have Instagram and we have Facebook and we have yeah. LinkedIn, and we all put our best face on when we do that. We, we Nobody's, mostly we don't say, oh, I'm having a really terrible time and I'm not making any money and I'm, I'm really thinking about jacking or nobody's going to come out and put posts like that. Everybody's going to be saying how wonderful I've got this, I've got that. So how do you, what advice do you give to new VAs to help them with that mindset work? So I think the first thing is to, um, to stay in your own lane and to remind yourself that, as you said, like everyone's putting their 
best face on social media no one's posting their failures and if they do it's after they've succeeded and the failure is a past memory Um, so I think it's really important to remember that Um, and also in a practical way um, what I use Instagram for my business and I definitely got stuck in the comparison trap but there are really really simple things you can do to actually stop doing that so you can still follow other VAs on Instagram and on Facebook but you can actually mute them so they don't come up on your feed so that's something that has really helped me is to actually when I go on Instagram it is purely for business purposes or for inspirational purposes and you only look at the things you want to look at Um, and another practical thing is to set a timer and be really intentional when you are on social media so you know I use um, a tool called ClickUp for my project management my day-to-day tasks and I literally have the URL links for everybody that I want to engage with on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram and I click on those I engage and I do what I need to do and I come off and that's it because otherwise you just get stuck and as you said like it's so easy to get pulled into the comparison game um because yeah and also to compare your your start to somebody else somebody else's middle um so that's something it's it's a really tough one but it does take perseverance I do you know half an hour of mindset work every morning before I even start you know and open my laptop um and I think that's something that I never considered I didn't even know it was a thing when I was a, an employed PA I'd never heard of mindset work um but it's definitely something I do and it's non-negotiable for me now and when I don't do it if it's a few days have passed and like you know I was poorly a couple of weeks ago with a chest infection I didn't do it for a few days and afterwards I thought well I feel so unmotivated what's going on and I realized it's because I hadn't done my mindset work so that's what, yeah. what does what does that what form does that mind that's fascinating what form does your mindset work take so I do um, so I have a, a journal so I sometimes I free write in my journal depending on anything that I sort of feel that day um but the majority of the time it is um writing out affirmations that I've um usually I have about 10 and I would just repeat them every single day and then I do a bit of free writing around that but I also do some tapping which is something I've never heard of either my business coach um taught me how to do it so now I I do tapping every single day as well um and I was really um I just just didn't really understand it at all and I'm quite scientifically minded so I had to do a bit of research around it and when I found out that it is, is actually a thing and it is actually shown to have results I also incorporate that into my day as well yeah the tapping is fascinating because it keeps yeah. coming up for me and I keep mm. resisting it so yeah uh, <laughs> I did as well I did for so long my my business coach kept saying to me Amy Amy you need to do it you need to do it and she'd say it every single time we had to call and I finally did it and I thought oh, I'll just I'll just try it and then I can at least say to her that I've done it um and I did it and I cried it was like it was the weirdest thing I I just it felt like a release and then I just thought oh well that's it then isn't it and yeah I do it every day <laughs> I find it really motivating I did a um a vision board <clears throat> workshop and this was something that I've never done before ever mm. and I thought it was a little odd mm. because mm-hmm. I've never I've never done it and and you know but I thought you know what I'm gonna dive right in and I'm gonna give it a whirl and it wasn't quite as um it, it wasn't quite as woo and as you know, uh, and anyway, I came home with this big A3 cardboard sheet, you know, with all of these pictures. I mean, I loved it, a bit of gluing and sticking. I haven't done oh, that yeah. since my kids were really <laughs> tiny. And it's just pinned on the, the wall in front of me. And I yeah. find that whenever I think of stuff that I've got on there, it's kind of, it, it, it's the memory jog that... Yes. reminds me of back to that session and the goals that I wrote down as yes. part of that vision and that's yeah. the way 
I do it and I find it really helpful to yeah. do it like that. And how it makes you feel as well, because I think that it's all well and good sort of us saying um, I have a goal of making £2,000 a month or whatever it is. But unless yeah. you tie it into how that will make you feel and why you want to ha- have yeah. that goal, it's just yeah. a numerical figure. It doesn't really make an impact. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there are so many different tools in, you know, in, the, in the mindset arsenal that you yeah. could use. And it's just about trying them and working out which one you like, um, because some people are very visual and they like vision boards and other people like writing and would prefer perhaps affirmations or journaling. I did try journals, mm. journaling. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I, I kind of sat there with this blank page <laughs> and I just was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to write here. Yeah. And I couldn't, if you just said to me, oh, can you write about, for argument's sake, Microsoft Outlook, I can write some sentences. I'm nowhere near the expert that Shelley is, but I can write half a dozen sentences about what Outlook is and what it does yeah. and that kind of stuff. But the blank sheet, um, and I just, I couldn't get it. I really tried and I signed up to this, you know, this email challenge where you mm. get these journaling prompts delivered every yeah. day. And I tried that and some of the journaling prompts went way out of where my left brain could cope yeah. with. And, and, and I just was like, no, this isn't for me. And I, 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 went, I went through and I did the whole 10 days and it just, for me personally, made me feel so frustrated because yeah. I couldn't write something, even with these journaling prompts that I thought, that's not my thing. Yeah. I, I have the vision board and... and yeah that stuff so yeah, yeah. I, but it's each their own isn't it yeah. yeah I think that's the point isn't it we all have to do the fit find whatever it is that works for, for, for us and what what works for you Shelley um I listen to audiobooks so I'm currently listening to uh PLF launch by Jeff Walker uh, mm. I've got a launch coming up in a few months so I signed up for his challenge but it was over a weekend and I couldn't possibly go I, I've done it once before and his stuff is amazing uh, he's the person who invented online launches um, his name is Jeff Walker he's American he is Incredible. Heard of him. Mm. Yeah, he's incredible. It's PLF, Profit Launch Formula. It's, it's quite well known in the online marketing world. And so I'm listening to his audio book at the moment when I go out for my walks. But as I was telling Joe, I haven't been able to walk yesterday or today because I've got this huge blister on the back of my foot mm. from wearing shoes that mm. I haven't worn shoes because I haven't had Real to wear shoes. shoes. <laughs> uh, and now I have no skin on my left heel. Oh. But it will, so hopefully by tomorrow, I'll be able to put shoes on it, trainers on at least. But now I do that sort of thing. And um, mm. I just like tinkering around on my computer. So I suppose that's what motivates me. I, I just yeah. get on with it. I, I like I like what I do. So yeah. I enjoy what I do. And I think that's also important that, that you enjoy whatever service it is that you that you offer. Yes. Now, it says yes. in your bio, Amy, that you mm. and thank you for writing it for us, um, that you are a, a tech system, a bit of a tech system guru. And yeah. we're both a bit techy. So ah. where does that um where does that sit? How does that come about? How does that manifest? <laughs> Well, um, I, I love learning. And I think when you're a VA, um, there are so many tools and skills that you can learn. I think it's really important to embrace that and not expect or put pressure on yourself to learn everything all in one go. But over time, you'll end up using more tools and then you'll end up turning your hands to lots of things. So um, <clears throat> so I taught myself how to use Dubsado um, earlier this year, which is a workflow management system. Um, and I set up a few um, 
Dubsado <laughs> systems for clients, um, which was fun. Um, and I set up my own ClickUp earlier this year as well, and also set that up for a client. Um, I love ClickUp. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it's just another Asana type tool, but ClickUp is just my my savior. Um, so I absolutely love that. Um, and I built probably about 10 Squarespace websites over the years um, and a WordPress one as well, which was very basic. I'm not a huge WordPress um, guru at all. Um, email marketing systems as well. I probably know about four of those well. Um, and yeah, things like that, really. Um, I think it's some of them are ones that I sort of came across when I was working for clients and picked up a lot along the way whereas other ones were very I intentionally learned so yeah. Dubsado for example because I knew that I someone I knew wanted to have it set up and I thought right I'm going to master this and did that um yeah but I do I do love the tech yeah yeah <laughs> yes um well I teach tech because I yes. train Microsoft Office but that mm. is what I train Microsoft yeah Street. uh and and Joe's a self-confessed techie as well so <laughs> do like tech things so yeah. uh, preaching to the choir here, I Yeah, I think you have to know, you have to be at least slightly comfortable with tech when you're working from home because you don't have an in-house IT department to help you yeah. if your laptop dies, do you? And if yeah. something's mm-hmm. happened, Google is your friend when you're working at home on your own. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Uh, what, tell, me, tell me about your VA toolkit. What, what, what sort of thing do you have in that VA toolkit? <clears throat> so it's really a, um, from start start to go really so when you first um when you first start your VA business there as you know there are heaps of things you need to get in place and when I first started in 2016 um I did a short VA course um but it was more about the tech but apart from that I didn't know anything about what a tech business entailed so when I designed the talk it really was to help someone start from scratch so module one is all about the foundations so um working out what you want to do and what your business is going to look like um the legal side of things which um i didn't have a contract when i first started out because i didn't know you needed one but yes you do um so all the things you need to know um to operate legally um and soundly in the uk because i'm obviously uk based so that's um definitely a uk focus module um and then there is a module about um marketing um working with clients um how to design and price your services and there's a systems module as well there's a website module because um it's like a squarespace tutorial and also a one-page website tutorial as well um i'm missing i think one more as well as i'm talking about that um finding clients yeah everything you need really to start and and thrive in business as a new va um it's very um it's very i guess uh lesson focused and lots of um guides and uh, downloads and things like that to help it is literally like a one-stop shop really brilliant brilliant and is any of that delivered live or is it all self-paced and you know I buy into it and do it on my own (laughs) so it was self-paced but now I'm running it in a live um, program format because I think um, it helps to have some accountability because I think when you start something, especially if you're doing it um, perhaps before you leave a full-time role or perhaps you just need to have the accountability regardless, um, I'm running it in that format now. So it, it opens four times a year and um, there are live Q&A calls every week um, and a 30-minute call with me as well, one-to-one call just to help with the accountability. Yeah. Um, and, then, and at the end as well, I personalised 12-week um, plan built in Trello because I think it's great to get everything started and everything sorted but when you finish the program what happens next and that's why I yeah. designed it that way so you actually have a plan for the first three months of business afterwards as well that sounds very comprehensive very very yeah. comprehensive brilliant <laughs> and, and you're accredited as well 
accredited sorry you mean? said the pro i think uh, the program's accredited your it is in, endorsed by the institute of yes yes ah, okay. qualified teacher as well so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's really cool really really cool thank you thank you that's great so where are you based are you i'm based in hertfordshire um in england yes so for a global audience sort of southeast <laughs> southeast of england it's just in between london and cambridge okay okay yeah which i love yeah i actually grew up in east london just near where the stratford olympics were um all those years ago God, it feels like another lifetime ago doesn't it really yeah. students like that and then I slowly but surely moved further out so I moved to the end of the central line and then when my daughter was born we moved a bit further out and now we're in leafy Hertfordshire lovely lovely yeah. lovely lovely yeah. so do you have any other tips that you could share with our audience before we draw to a close maybe one or two nuggets <coughs> yeah yeah so I've been, um, well, I've been a VA for five and a half years now. And one of the things that has had a huge impact on my longevity in business and also, of course, my annual self-assessment returns as well is the fact that I've worked with long-term clients. And I think that when you um, become a VA, you can, you'll end up having heaps of different clients. I've worked with at least 25 over the years, but I've had a select few that have been longer-term clients. And I think that... Um, that is fantastic for many reasons. Um, first of all, because you have that security every month, you know you're gonna be working with the same person. And if you have a sort of a monthly retainer package, you know that you're expected to have that income every month. But also it means that you um, get to work with clients that you really love. It means that you get to become really involved in their business. Um, and that just becomes far more interesting as well. And as you've mentioned already, like you've got to really love what you do because if yeah. you don't love the work, it just becomes like another job, doesn't it? And there's nothing worse than that. So, um, and that's what I've really enjoyed is working with long-term clients. And I think when you're a VA, there are certain things you can do to nurture those relationships. So you can have um, sort of weekly check-ins with your clients. You can um, show an interest in what they're doing, ask to be part of the planning as well, which I think is really important because then you can see what's coming up for them as well um, and you know you can make the effort to understand their business and suggest improvements and research different events that they can go to and things like that but ultimately what I think it comes down to is really forming a strong relationship with them and it as I said it doesn't mean you doesn't mean you have to talk about your weekend or your nights out together it doesn't mean that it just means showing an interest and actually you know checking in with them every week and you know actually investing in that relationship because that ultimately leads to longer term work for you and then when they're happy working with you then they're going to refer you to other people which is obviously fantastic because your business will grow through referrals and that's what's mine mine has done over the years and yeah and it means that you just yeah have that recurring income which is of course the dream when you're a VA <laughs> yeah I think that's I think that's really important I think that's really important mm. because the first VA I ever worked with and I think I've mentioned this before it mm. felt like she was totally invested in my business she had ideas that yeah. I can come up with and I, as a business owner when you're doing everything it's mm -hmm. so valuable to have that extra person come in and say well yeah why are you doing it that way we wouldn't we do it you know what should we try this instead or yeah um, I've been thinking about a direction and what do you yeah. think of this and and it really helps yeah um, it really really does help rather than just a VA who does so many hours a month and yeah. they just yeah. do the tasks that you give them without yeah. ever saying well what else can I help you with and yeah 
it's, it's doing this it makes a big difference it's, it's about, about building that partnership relationship yeah. though it's not just yeah. about you go in and you do the two hours a month or a yeah. week or whatever it yeah. is about building the understanding of the business and the partnership so yeah. that you can provide that proactive support into the business absolutely and I bet Shelley that if someone you knew was looking for a VA the VA that you work with you just mentioned there would be the first person you'd recommend wouldn't they yeah, because you know that they're fantastic yeah, yeah and that's, that's what happens yeah when you really do invest your time and energy and it doesn't mean working crazy hours to to do that that's not what it's about it's just about using your time intentionally yeah. with your clients yeah. and yeah being the best that you can be and of course that's yeah. how your business grows. Yeah, she, she isn't a VA at the moment. So, uh, I, in fact, she no. told me she was thinking of going back to it. I said, well, let me know when you do it because I'd love to work with you again. I mean, it's there you it's go. Really like yeah, that, so, there you go. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting. But mm. anyway, I think we've waffled long enough. It's been <laughs> really interesting. And I'm sure, listeners, that you've got lots of actionable nuggets from our chat today about comparisonitis yeah. and not doing it and doing a bit of mindset work and investing yeah. in your own knowledge and and all of those lovely things so amy thank you very much for coming on oh thank you for having me it was a pleasure and uh, there will be a web page that goes with this site and all your contact details will, will be on there lovely well thanks to you both enjoy the rest of your day thank all you right. take care bye bye Welcome back listeners, Joe and I are back in the room now and uh, wasn't that fascinating interview there with, with Amy Jo? Yeah, she's she's got an awful lot of really positive things to say. I love the, um, the comment about comparatonitis. We've all done a little bit of that and, and it's very easy to go on, as she said, to social media and look at how well somebody else is doing but it is really important to remember that that 10K month they're talking about or you don't know what's gone on in the background and you don't know how many days when they've actually earned nothing because they're not telling you, oh, last month I only earned £100, mm. uh, you know, um, and I had sleepless nights because I couldn't pay my bills, you know. So it is that kind of... Um, important message that you know just focus on your own lane focus on what you're doing and let everybody else get on with what they're doing and I love the fact that Amy also said um find something to do and stick at it for three months because there are no quick wins you know you've got to be incredibly lucky to fall into a business and pick up three amazing clients in your first week. I, mean, I have seen that happen um, in a group that we're both members of, uh, incredible. But you again, we don't know what that particular person had to do or was doing or where she came from. All you see is that success. And yeah. it's like that, um, the graphic of the iceberg, where yeah. we only see the tip. Yeah, um, you don't see what's what's gone on underneath, and I think that we forget that, especially in these days of um, social media. As I said, everybody's got their best face on, uh, yeah. and you look at other people's graphics and you look at other people's presence. You think it's so wonderful, and why aren't I like that? Uh, yeah. And at the end of the day, they've been doing it longer than you, or they've got more resources than you. Yeah. Uh, and as long as you build that great relationship with your client and be like my first VA, Helen. 
um, who was a partner in my business. I had her for so many hours a month, quite a lot of hours actually at that time. I was running a, a face-to-face training company. So there was a lot more to do. Well, there's still a lot to do, but it was a different kind of lot to do. She also did my telephone answering. And she was a partner in the business. She had my business interests at heart. And I think if, if there's one thing, um, listeners, that you take away from that, from a, a person who works with a VA, I'm not a VA by any stretch, um, it's that that was the thing that I valued most about that relationship was that I felt she had my business interests at heart. Yeah. It wasn't just doing a job, turning up, doing my social media and going home again. It was what else can I do? What else can I help you with? But not not putting the onus on me to suggest yeah. it, but actually coming up with suggestions of how I could improve whatever it was that I did. It's a, it's the difference between being proactive and reactive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, as potentially as VAs who come from PA and admin background, if you're used to being that kind of proactive person in your PAYE role carry that through into your VA roles and you will be highly prized because, you know, business owners, the whole point of a business owner hiring your services is because they're extremely busy. They need help. They don't want someone who's got to ask permission every two minutes. Yeah. 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 Um, So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um Amy was talking about she likes her tech systems. We both like our tech systems. And I just wanted to, to mention uh, for a few minutes that um, a couple of things. So first of all, um, I recorded something for Practically Perfect PA last week, which is going out at the beginning of December to their PPA conference. So if you're going to Practically Perfect PA um, conference, there is a session from me on uh, an update for Teams. Now, it's a half-hour session, uh, and I found I could only put two things into it because each update is actually, the things I wanted to talk about were quite big. So the first one is presenter view. So when you are presenting a meeting in Teams, when you are presenting, uh, whether you are part of the team or whether you're an external presenter, when you present your slides, so you've got your slides outside of Teams, this is not well, I mean, works inside as well, but I'm specifically talking, you're presenting your slides, you've got your slides outside of Teams, you go to share your screen, you can now share uh, your slides with four different views for your audience. You have um, content only, which is what we're all used to, where the people watching will see your slides and they'll see you in your little box wherever they have you placed on the screen, either a gallery at the top or a gallery at the bottom. So that's the standard, but there are three new views. The second one is called Stand Out, and this puts you in front of your slides. So a bit like if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you can see we've both got a background, which looks like a slide behind us. It's an image, but the idea is the same. So the slides are behind you, and you're kind of in front of them. The third one is Side by Side, where you have your slides to the left of you, and you're in a little box on the right. And the last new view is called Reporter View. And that's very cool. It makes me feel like a TV presenter. I've always fancied doing that. Now, because then the slides are over your left shoulder, you know, like you're in a TV studio. Very Mm -hmm. slick. And it just looks lovely. So that was one segment. The other segment I did for them was on managing breakout rooms. Because Microsoft has taken user feedback to heart. And you can now set up breakout rooms for an online session. So this is going to apply to any VAs out there 
who are tasked with helping their clients run meetings or set meetings up or whatever. So when you set up, um, historically, the only the meeting organizer was able to do anything with breakout rooms. And you could only create them once the meeting was kind of in progress. Then they made it so that you could create the break, create the meeting, go in and edit the meeting and add the breakout rooms beforehand. Now it's much slicker. You create nice. the meeting, you go into the meeting and you edit the meeting. If you have to create the meeting first, there has to be something to contain the breakout rooms. Once you've got your breakout room container, you can go in and along the top of your meeting request, <coughs> on the very far right-hand side, you'll see a list, you'll see breakout rooms. Once you go in there, you'll be able to create breakout rooms. You'll choose how wow. you want. Uh, you set them all up ahead of time. So let's say you want two. You'll then be able to rename each breakout room. So in my example, I'd lily pad and pond for Veronica. You know, she is a frog. Mm. And, um, and you can even assign your participants right there. Once that's done and set up, you can then launch the meeting. So this is before the meeting happens. You can launch the meeting. And once you launch the meeting, you now have the option of assigning one of your participants as a presenter who can manage the breakout rooms for you which means that as the trainer or presenter or the person talking about whatever you're talking about, you haven't got to worry about starting the breakout rooms, ending the breakout rooms, or doing all the back, the back end stuff. You can focus on delivering your session. Once you've set that, so let's say I give Veronica permission to manage breakout rooms. When the actual meeting starts, Veronica will see breakout rooms. Obviously, we are both at the same organization. Yep. She will see breakout rooms on her meeting ribbon. She'll be able to go into that menu like I can, and she'll be able to take control of the meeting. Um, I will then have to give her permission, and at that point, she can open and close the rooms and do all the other things. So that video will eventually make it onto my YouTube channel. It's already in my Microsoft Teams courses. I can't release it just yet because I've done it for an event uh, and it's only fair that it goes there first. Um, but those videos will be available eventually, uh, probably on my YouTube channel, possibly, we'll see. Uh, but in any event, if you have any of my Teams courses, if you have how to use Microsoft Teams or how to use Microsoft Teams as a famous speaker or coach, those videos are now in those courses. So you have that new content that you can go and see how to do it. Um, but it's really, really thick and very, very nice. And, something, and you can also time those breakout rooms. That's the other new thing that, that's been added in um, because, um, yeah, really, really important. Really important. So that's my tech tip of the week. Manage your breakout rooms and, and present a view in Teams. Um, wow. I didn't anything know you could do that. Yeah. I didn't know you could do those now in Teams. Yeah, well, now you do. So if you need to run a meeting in Teams, I mean, then there's a whole webinar thing. You can now do web proper webinars in Teams as well, where you can get people to register for the webinar, uh, and then you can send them um, all the reminders and things, and then you launch the webinar, and that's when they join without camera and microphone, that you only have chat, because webinar is, is just you know, one to many, yeah. rather, one to many presenting. Um, so you have got webinars in Teams as well. So um, if you're using Teams, um, you almost don't need a third party 
um, application like Zoom, for example, Zoom webinars or Zoom meetings, because you do actually have all that functionality in Teams. Although a lot of people do get very confused with Teams, I have to admit, because I find myself answering questions all the time. Yeah, so, uh, go get my courses, listeners. That's that's really interesting. I had no idea you could run a webinar, <clears throat> so maybe I shall be um, logging into one of your courses. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, I think we've waffled on long enough. Um, yeah. to go on. We are going to record another episode today, uh, which will go out the week after this one does. So I think we should say ta-ta for now to all our yep. listeners. And thank you once again for listening. Let us know uh, what you've enjoyed. Um, do email us, shelly at tomorrowsva.com, joe at jlbsupportsolutions.co.uk. Let us know what you like about the podcast. Any questions on anything that we've chatted about, do let us know. And we'll see you next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.